You're listening to a Rock of Ages bonus episode, where we talk about a specific topic for more than 10 minutes that was cut from the original episode. A summer party on the South Shore Wine and laughter and a little bit more From a pretty girl next to me out of the blue Proclamation only heard by few Don't know where I'm going Don't know where I've been All I know for certain is my gummy just kicked in Hello everyone, we're coming to you from November 5th, 2023. That's right, I'm not dead. As of your listening of this episode, well, I've just released the uh, Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street episode. And uh, as of two days ago, uh, the final album by the departed Jimmy Buffett was released. That would be equal strain on all parts. And I wanted to do this little mini episode, not not kind of like as a review of the album, well, kind of a review, but not like a full-blown episode on the album yet. But just like a look at the album and a look back at the life of Jimmy Buffett, it's 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 not really anything too grand or spectacular. It's just me, well, me and Romy. Hey, hi, Romy. Hi. Uh, so yeah, as I said, uh, Equal Strain on All Parts was released two days ago, November third, two thousand twenty-three, and it was produced by Jimmy Buffett and his longtime uh, bandmates Mac McAnally and uh, Michael Utley, and the genre is uh, tropical rock. First off, I would like, I'm going to read off my review from Rate Your Music. It's not really even a review. It's just a bunch of ramblings I scribbled down and we can talk about that. So my preface is a, a, a criticism I have seen of Equal Strain on all parts is that it doesn't feel like Jimmy Buffett's last album. There is no foreboding dread of death and mortality on most of, or if not all the songs here, which I can get that. I mean... But at the same time, exactly how do I want Jimmy Buffett to sing about his death? Do I want him to cover death consciousness by Have a Nice Life? I'm not asking him to make a two-hour post-rock album about the fear of eternal oblivion. Yeah, it's not like that. Like, Have you ever heard of the singer Warren Zevin? Oh yeah, Werewolves of London. Um, yeah, he his last album was like recorded when he was dying of cancer, and he just made exactly what people were expect were kind of sort of expecting. Uh, I mean, the, the, like particularly the last song which was uh, Keep Me In Your Heart mm. we should really be comparing Buffett with Zivon but uh, continue um, I-, I feel like uh, sending you the link to Keep Me In Your Heart anyway um, it's just like Jimmy, Jimmy died as he lived he, like it's just him dancing into the light yeah. basically yes. and uh, I do want to point out that there is a little bit more thinking about what little time Jimmy may have left than most people let on like uh Close Calls has the refrain, I'm just glad to be alive, when, like, in a few months from then, he could be dead. And he was dead. And, uh, there is... Many of the songs on here kind of do feel like Jimmy, like, saying farewell to his audience. In a way, this is the Beach Bum's Black Star. Uh, or his, uh, The Wind. When the Wind was the Warren Zevin album, where he... I'll definitely, just... I've definitely heard of it, and I'll definitely check it out. I always, I, I also, I, is it pronounced Zevin? Because I always keep pronouncing it Zevon. I, I don't know. I, I just, you know, I just keep getting confused. It's okay. Shadows are falling and I'm running out of breath. Keep me 
heart for a while If I leave you it doesn't mean I love you any less Keep me in your heart for a while When you get up in the morning And you see that crazy sun No album is without its faults. Uh, let me talk about what I don't like about the album. And it's uh, it's ma- mainly just one big thing that I don't like about it. Um, whether it's because he spends time with other songwriters or because he likes to milk his old days, Jimmy has fallen into the trap of copying from his old songs. The very first line on the album is a reference to his song Pencil Thin Mustache, and then there are kind of forced references to his songs Volcano and Come Monday on Portugal or PEI. And Tea Punch Cafe is basically a meet up of all of Jimmy's characters through many years of his many songs. And of course, it's not like Jimmy hasn't done this before. Margaritaville has been referenced so many times that if every reference to it costs a nickel, then we could cure world hunger. But more often here, he likes to fall back on nodding to the old songs, as if he lets his fans know, hey, remember this song? Well, me mentioning it in this song automatically means the song is good, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like Once Upon a Snowman where it's like, hey, remember the scene from Frozen? Remember <laughs> Frozen? Don't you want to watch Frozen right now? <laughs> yeah. It should be worth noting that even without those references, I'm not really a fan of Portugal or PEI. I mean, I figured you might like it, Romy, because it mentions PEI, which is short for Prince Edward Island, and Prince Edward Island is a place uh, yes. in Canada, but... Since I'm Canadian, I have no emotional attachment to it. I'm not Canadian. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I mean, there's a funny thing uh, I found out uh, when I got back from school. Um, one of the tech teachers at my film school was uh, actually friends with Jimmy, and uh, Jimmy's grandfather was from Newfoundland, which, uh, being in close proximity with PI, I guess it just kind of ties into the whole, like, mythos, son of a son of a sailor. And- mm-hmm. Don't. Don't tell me that Jimmy Buffett is tropical beach music. He's also maritime harbor music. Yeah, because, yeah, I I still remember I was considering seeing Jimmy when he played in town a few years ago, but he sold out and I didn't think to go into any resellers. And for good reason, because, like, the resellers, oh my god, like, I I was at a record fair, and, like, I saw, um, I don't know how much the Billie Eilish Live at Third Man Records LP was sold for when it was released, uh, some years ago, but I saw somebody selling it for, like, $120. Holy crap, Lois. That is, that is, that is probably way too much. Yeah, I mean, I didn't buy it, obviously, because, um, I don't know, I'll probably come across it some other place. Mm, yeah. uh, goes uh, continuing on why I don't really like Portugal or PEI that much, uh, there's a line that goes, TikTok Tommy Rock, round the clock. And if you don't know what TikTok is, then the reference is lost upon you. And also there's the, the infamous boomer message, oh, everyone's on their phones too much. Fly to Portugal, get off your phone. Like, I'm not against having like an anti-phone message in your song except when it's by boomers because of course boomers would never be able to fully understand why all the teenagers are so on their phones like i would like to i like a more nuanced perspective on the uh teenagers on their phones thing like i want to see like a millennial a song by a millennial or a gen zer about the effect of cell phones on the population but i'm not sure if i want jimmy buffett's input 
Sorry, Jimmy. Uh, maybe I I'd probably be the one to do it better. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, because I'm a millennial. I, I'm like I'm like smack dab between millennial and Gen Z as I've inferred before because I was born in nineteen ninety five, so um I feel like a millennial or a Gen Z depending on the day. And I was born in two thousand three, so that makes me a full blooded Gen Zer. Um so, um I'm looking up that Billy Eilish third man. The lime green one is selling for like about hundred and nine dollars. The uh, Record Store Day repress is uh, sells for like as little as forty dollars Canadian. Damn. Plus twenty five dollars shipping, which uh, for a total of sixty five. Hmm. Also on uh, Portugal or PEI, there's a guest appearance from the Prince Edward Island musician Lenny Gallant. I'm not sure if you've heard of him or not, but since you're into I've a lot of, of yeah, you've heard of him. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of him in passing. I don't, oh. I just need to see if I have. I think he's the, the, the singer on Portugal or PEI that sounds like he's coming through a phone. Like he literally phoned in his lines. I have one song by him and it's it's called Extraordinary Ordinary Night and uh, it came from an Alp, came from an Atlantic festival mm-hmm. store ago. Also, uh, T-Punch Cafe doesn't really ring in my head that much. Uh, it's kind of a waste of an Angelique Kidjo. I mean, I've I've never listened to Angelique Kidjo, but I hear she's very popular in the world of Afro-funk world music. I think I have a couple, some, I have uh, four songs by her. Um, what, oh, wait, Angelique Kidjo did a Remain in Light cover album. Oh, wait, really? I have her cover of, yes, I have her cover of uh, Once in a Lifetime. I mean, she does a bunch of originals, but like the four songs I have on her, my phone are covers Once in a Lifetime. Uh, Lay Lady Lay from uh, Bob Dylan's Chimes of Freedom. Uh, she Another cover of uh, Sweet Lullaby by Deep Forest and Nime uh, Kitty Pa from uh, this Starbucks album from 2010. <laughs> Well, if anything, uh, at least Jimmy Buffett's going to help me get into these uh, artists I've never heard of before. So thanks, Jimmy. Okay. Yeah. So I talked about what I don't like about the album. Well, actually, there's like a few other things I don't like about the album, like uh, Fish Porn. <laughs> what the hell was that song? I was kind of oh, expecting. No. So like, it's a story about a about a guy who goes missing. And then his wife thinks that he's cheating on her. So she, she follows him, but she finds him like with fishing. And then they fish together, and that's the end. Yeah. There was no porn in that song. Zero out of ten. I I was lied to! <laughs> yeah. Like, you used me for land development. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but the, there are things that I do like about the album. Because, like, I've, I, I think anyone who knows anything about me knows that I have grown up on the music of Jimmy Buffett since I was three. If I was growing up on the music of Jimmy Buffett ever since I was ten, I believe that I would not like this album as much as I do, let alone most of Jimmy Buffett's career. Because it's it's really kind of like one of those childhood things where, like, if you haven't been introduced to this music at a young age, you were not going to like it when you're older. And I feel like Jimmy Buffett was introduced to me at that exact right time to where I'm, like, extremely defensive about him when I see someone say, oh, Jimmy Buffett sucks. And there's a lot of uh, greatness on this album. It's not exactly Jimmy Buffett's greatest album. It doesn't even scrape the top 10 best Jimmy Buffett albums for me. But for a farewell album, I think it does its job very, very nice. The title track, uh, it was surprisingly a bit more artsy than I expected out of him. It kind of sounded like he was taking influence from, like, indie folk. Oh. 
It kind of gets marred by like a poppy chorus, but it's it's pretty cool. And uh, University of Bourbon Street, the uh, the album opener, uh, it's a nice uh, throwback to New Orleans. Uh, Jimmy got his start like busking in New Orleans, so it kind of kind of makes sense that this would be his uh, the final uh, opener for his final album because like he's he's thinking back to his his old days and also a guest appearing on that song is the preservation hall jazz band which i hear is a jazz band in preservation hall in new orleans eh. <laughs> and then there's the song uh, my gummy just kicked in featuring some schmuck named paul mccartney i have no idea who he is <laughs> but for real that song actually kind of goes hard, and I think it might be because Paul McCartney is on that track. Like, if this was any other song without Paul McCartney, it just would have been okay. But, like, somehow, Paul elevates the track. Oh. Yes. And, uh, I can imagine a Jimmy Buffett cover temporary secretary. I, I was almost going to call it Jerry Temporary in reference oh. to Steve Gunner. Yeah. <laughs> The fun fact, uh, while uh, Anjali Kidjo, Lenny Galland, and the Preservation Hall Jazz Band all have featured credits on the album, Paul McCartney doesn't. He's just listed as bass on My Gummy Just Kicked In. And I actually kind of like that. It's it's like, yeah, I know Paul McCartney, but I'm not going to flex it. He's just, he's just here to play oh. bass. And I think it was a cool song. I liked it. It might be my favorite off the album. I don't know. Uh, uh. I'll actually, I'll, I'll send you the, the music video for it, uh, Romy, because, uh, it's, it's quite fun. So I also liked, uh, Bubbles Up. That's, like, the one song that everyone likes on the album. And, uh, I, I, I can especially see that. It's, like, Jimmy's farewell song. It's the second song on the album, and in all right, he's saying goodbye. <laughs> but, like, the, the lyrics are some of Jimmy's best. I think it might be Jimmy's best song in, like, 15 years, which is really saying a lot, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this song actually saved someone's life. It's it's a very powerful song. Johnny's Rum also kind of it, it threw me off guard. I expect I I expected it to be another bar song about Jimmy going to the bar drinking rum from his old friend Johnny. But actually, it's a tribute to a French rock and roll star named Johnny Halliday. If and uh, have you heard of him? Heard of? Him. Yeah. yeah, I think I've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was a very, uh, very, very cool song. It, it was kind of low-key, but it, it, it had a folky feel. It didn't feel tropical, but it, it, it kind of felt like a, a folk band was just was playing at a pub. Kind of sounded like a, a like an early Rod Stewart track. You know, like the, the early Rod Stewart tracks I actually like, because that's the only part of Rod Stewart's career I actually think is good. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was a really cool song. Uh, and uh, if... Romy, if you have to listen to just one uh, Johnny Halliday song, I would recommend to you um, Gabrielle from 1976 because that's uh, just a that's just a really nice uh, Stone Cold of a rocker. It was and apparently it was inspired by like a a play or something. I forget which one. Let me just look up what it was. You sent you sent my gummies just kicked in again. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Halliday great cover moments of... in <laughs> great <laughs> moments in Andrew history. Yep. <laughs> I was wondering why I did why it didn't show up. Um. That. But yeah, Johnny Halliday cover of of my gummy just kicked in when. <laughs> <laughs> Tu brûles mon esprit, ton amour étrange ma vie. 
et l'enfer Deviens comme un espoir car dans tes mains je meurs chaque soir Je veux partager autre chose que l'amour dans ton lit Et entendre la vie et ne plus m'essouffler sous tes cris Mike And then Nancy he was like, nah, it's okay. My gummy just kicked in. And then Jimmy was like, I'm gonna write a song about being high with steel drums. As you do. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the, I think one of the best parts about Jimmy, love him or hate him, is that something can happen in his life and he's like, I'm gonna write a song just like that. Like, he he has such a, a well of inspiration. Any, anything that he sees could be inspiration for a song. And I, I, I admire that. I, I wish there were more songwriters like that, I think. Also, uh, Gabrielle by uh, Johnny Holiday was uh, inspired by Henry the Fourth of France and Gabrielle d'Estries. I don't know who either of those two are. I'm guessing Henry the Fourth is a a king, but then again, I'm not French, so I wouldn't know. I don't know. I was I briefly thought he was a predecessor of uh, Henry the Eighth, which uh, gives it a kind of gives gives it a connection to six. <laughs> Maybe it does, yeah. That that be that be thing for the six is uh, six degrees of Rupert Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We when we do six, we need to do the the six degrees of Rupert Holmes in six steps. It would be perfect. Also on the album is a song called Columbus, a song that Jimmy wanted to cover since like 2002, but he's only getting to it right now. Uh, and I, it's a really beautiful penultimate song on the album. And then uh, after uh, that is the final song on the album, and the final song of Jimmy Buffett's entire career, uh, Mozambique. When I first saw the uh, track listing, I thought, uh, I wonder what Jimmy's gonna say about Mozambique. But it turns out it's not even his song, it's, uh, it's a cover uh, from our boy Bobby D. With medicine for my melancholy LA outside woman blues brothers variations again. You kind of made a mistake. Uh, we have a new one. Uh, that new one is I got the stuck inside of mobile with medicine for my melancholy Memphis LA running oh. out hot sauce like woman pooching blues brothers variation again. Keep up. Uh, I don't know if I will. <laughs> Jimmy is actually provided with uh, co-lead vocals on this song with uh, Emmy Lou Harris, the famous country singer who also duetted with Bob Dylan on the uh, original song. So that that's kind of that kind of makes it a special song. Yeah, I love her. I've been meaning to get into Emmy Lou Harris actually, so uh, this would also be a good place to start. So I concluded in my rate your music review. Jimmy Buffett ends his career with a Jimmy Buffett album, and I wouldn't want it any other way. It has some of the best songs Jimmy wrote in a long time. And it has songs I never want to listen to on the radio or on my own again. It's what I expected, and in no way am I disappointed, because for someone with the public image of a lazy beach bum, at least he worked so hard on this album and all his others, regardless on how I feel about them. I am going to miss him and his bright smile warming my summers very much, but I know he'd want me to move on and continue with my own party, which is exactly what I'm going to do. That's a little postscript to this. Um, uh, remember the record fair I mentioned that had the Billie Eilish album? Yeah. I picked up a CD copy of License to Chill, 
License to Chill, great album. It's and, coming to vinyl for me in a couple of days, hopefully. Yeah, and it's the it happens to be the one that has the guy that sang the song where Sasha almost died. Oh, Bill Amphibia. Withers. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and it's the one where Jimmy's dogs are on the cover. <laughs> yeah, I know you'd like that, Romy. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and I'm, I'm going to put that album as set dressing for uh, my capstone. Uh, what's set dressing again? Capstone film. Set dressing, I, like, uh, stuff that, like, it's not quite props, but it's just stuff that's, like, there. Hmm. Stuff that's in a film. Oh, yeah. So, it'd be nice just, like, you know, I'd just be watching one of your first films, and then I, I see the Jimmy Buffett album, License to Chill, on one of the shelves, and I'm just going to scream from the top of my lungs, Oh my gosh! It's License to Chill! While pointing at the screen like uh, Peter Griffin. Or like Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a tradition I've been doing. Um, I've been practicing uh, filming uh, around this time last year. Like, my dean came in, like, uh, uh, she was like, How many of you are familiar with the concept of Easter eggs? And she had, like, she had a bunch of pictures of the founder of the film school, Paul Pope, who died before it opened. Mm. And, and we hid them as set dressing. We hid one as set dressing on that first experiment. And uh, I was inspired by that to put pictures of, or like mementos of some of my favorite people on. Uh, some people who inspire me on future films for egg and interview i, I put the same pic frame picture of greta gerwig guess hmm. and uh they're like blessings nice uh before i caught on that you were talking about the uh easter eggs and film context i was like is the concept of easter eggs and easter in general just completely alien to canadians no um <laughs> we have easter yeah i figured Fun fact, uh, I think Rocky Horror Picture Show had an actual Easter egg on hunt on set, and some of them, uh, some of them have never been found. Yeah, well, um, so yeah, that's kind of like our, uh, little retrospective and uh, review of Jimmy Buffett equal strain on all parts. I will be, uh, putting this on the wheel. I'm, we're probably not going to get to it until, like, really, really late in the podcast, but, uh, we're going to get to it. Yeah. And also, uh, a few things before we uh, sign off here. One thing I want to do for, like, 2024, maybe even 2025, hell, even a little part of 2026, is I want to do a thing on the Jimmy Buffett subreddit where, like, we uh, rank all the songs on each album. And then after that's done, we vote off the least favorite song of the bunch until we have like all of Jimmy's songs from worst to best. And this is probably gonna take like two years, so I'm not gonna have a lot of time on me, maybe. <laughs> ah, and that's an odyssey. Yeah, and Jimmy, Jimmy has like 30 albums, over 300 songs, not including covers. And uh, so yeah, it's gonna be, it's, go, it's going to be by Everest in a sense. And you're, and if any of you parrot heads are listening, you can, you're always free to vote on it when the, the time comes around next year, if you're w listening to this and on the Jimmy Buffett subreddit. And also, do you want, do you know what I've always wanted? What, what did you always want? Uh, a collab episode between Rock of Ages and the podcast that inspired that whole mess, the 1001 Album Club. And it might be weird to have a bunch of 20-year-olds meshing with 40-year-olds, but I think it can make for some interesting conversations. And, like, 
you're 28, Romy. Uh, they're in like their early 40s at least. Yeah, you're, the Zillennial is the Middle one to ground. bridge the gap. The Zillennial is going to be the one that bridges the gap. Thank you, Zillennial. Zillennial, who has a bunch of random knowledge about uh, stuff that, well, like contemporaries of the Muppets, earliest yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. But the why I bring this up is I've solidified that the episode I want the 1000 Manam Club to guest star on is the Jimmy Buffett Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes album. And I have no idea when we're going to get to that album, but when that day comes, I, I, I kind of do want the 1001 Album Club to, to guest appear on that episode. Because more than once has like one or two of the panelists on that podcast spoken ill of my Jimmy. And I need, I need them to repent. I need them to sit through 40 minutes of Jimmy and then talk about it with me so I could tell them why they're wrong. But also because I, I, I really admire the podcast and I, I want to give back to them. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, if the uh, main guys behind 1001 Album Club are listening, uh, my email is rockofagespodcast at gmail.com. That's rockofagespodcast at gmail.com. And if you are interested in talking with a bunch of 20-somethings about the Jimmy Buffett album with Margaritaville on it, uh, definitely let me know. All right. Like, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we just released our Sweeney Todd episode. Be on the lookout for that Rocky Horror Picture Show episode any day now. Or week. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Uh, thank you. Stay calm and bubbles up. Hi. Hear me when I say... Bubbles up, they will point you towards home No matter how deep or how far you roam They will show you the surface, the plot and the purpose So when the journey gets long Just know that you are loved There is light up above and the joy is always enough Bubbles up